Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness. I'm Don Noble of Pure Heart Ministries, and I welcome you today with exceedingly great joy. Tonight's message, A Victory for Life. As most of you know by now, on Friday, June 24th, the Supreme Court overturned the long-awaited Roe v. Wade, saying that it was unconstitutional and that nowhere in the Constitution was abortion addressed. This means it will return to the states and ultimately to we, the people, to decide. West Virginia has been on the side of life for many years. In fact, abortion was already illegal at the time of Roe v. Wade's ruling went into effect in West Virginia, the law that was never removed from the state code, and therefore, now that it's been overturned, abortion could be classified as a felony offense. However, newer laws still make it unclear if that will be the case. As of now, West Virginia's oldest law on abortion in the West Virginia state code is an 1848, yes, 1848 holdover law from Virginia. And this is what it reads. Any person who shall administer to or cause to be taken by a woman any drug or other thing or use any means with intent to destroy her unborn child or to produce abortion or miscarriage and shall thereby destroy such child or produce produce such abortion or miscarriage shall be guilty of a felony and upon conviction shall be confined in the penitentiary not less than three no more than ten years and if such woman die by reason of such abortion performed upon her such person person shall be guilty of murder. No person, by reason of any act mentioned, shall be punishable where such act is done in good faith with the intention of saving the life of such woman or child. That's, I mean, to me, that was a little astonishing that this was written in 1848. That's because for West Virginia became a state. We became a state in 1863. And of course, we seceded from Virginia. In March of 2022, this year, Governor Justice signed a law banning people from seeking abortion care because they believe their child will be born with a disability. In response to the Supreme Court's recent ruling on Friday, Governor Jim Justice said, and I quote, I applaud the Supreme Court's courageous decision today. I've said many times that I'm very proudly stand for life and I am rock solid against abortion. And I believe every human life is a miracle worth protecting. I will not hesitate to call a special session after consulting with the legislature and my legal team if 
clarification in our laws needs to be made, end quote. So as a resident of West Virginia, I am proud of the governor. I'm proud of this legislation actually being on the books. Can you imagine how many people in West Virginia were aware that this law was on the books since 1848? Now, you may be saying to yourself, oh, what does this have to do with the Bible? Well, everything. Let's just talk about the past. Solomon wrote, there's nothing new under the sun. And truly, there is nothing new under the sun. In fact, back way back in the Old Testament, it was unfortunately a sad thing that Israel had become idolatrous, serving, worshiping idols. And through that, they began a practice of killing infants. We're going to read from the book of Jeremiah, the prophet, chapter 7, verses 30 through 34. And I want you to listen carefully because you're going to see that the practice of taking life, very young life, is not a new thing. Jeremiah writes, For the children of Judah have done evil in my sight, says the Lord. They have set their abominations in the house, which is called by my name, to pollute it. And they have built the high places of Tophet, which is in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to burn their sons and daughters in the fire, which I did not command, nor did it come into my heart. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord. This is Jeremiah prophesying the word of the Lord. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when it will no more be called Tophet, or the valley of the son of Hinnom, but the valley of slaughter. For they will bury in Tophet until there is no room. The corpses of this people will be food for the birds of heaven and for the beasts of the earth, and no one will frighten them away. Then I will cause to cease from the cities of Judah and from the streets of, of Jerusalem the voice of mirth and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, for the land shall be desolate. Now, Jeremiah also makes a comment, several actually, but we're just going to look at these two. This is Jeremiah chapter 19, verses 1 through 8. Thus says the Lord, Go and take a potter's earthen flax, and take some of the elders of the people and some of the elders of the priests, and go out to the valley of the son of Hinnom, which is by the entry of the pot's shirred gate, and proclaim there the words that I tell you, and say, Hear the word of the Lord, O kings of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. 
Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. So I'll stop there for just a second. The Lord is giving a direct command to Jeremiah that is that he is to prophesy. He is to bring the word of the Lord to these people. So this is what Jeremiah says. Verse 4, because they have forsaken me, me, the Lord, and made this an alien place, because they have burned incense in it to other gods, whom they neither, whom neither they, their fathers, nor the kings of Judah have known, and have filled this place with the blood of the innocents, they have also built the high places of Baal, to burn their sons with fire for burnt offerings to Baal, which I did not command or speak, nor did it come into my mind. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that this place shall no more be called Tophet or the valley of the son of Hinnom, but the valley of slaughter. And I will make void the council of Judah and Jerusalem in this place, and I will cause them to fall by the sword before their enemies and by the hands of those who seek their lives. Their corpses I will give as meat for the birds of the heaven and for the beasts of the earth, and I will make this city desolate and a hissing. Everyone who passes by it will be astonished and hiss because of all its plagues. That's pretty graphic, and obviously there were so many children slaughtered there. That's why the Lord said, "When." so let me just explain. The Valley of Hinnon and the Valley of Tophet are the same place, but the Lord is now going to call it the Valley of Slaughter because it's been filled with the blood of the innocents. Now, when we think that we have, I think the number is close to maybe 65 to 70 million babies have been aborted, you're talking about the blood of the innocents. And so that's what these people did. They actually sacrificed infants and children. So we're not talking about, okay, abortion where the baby's still in the womb. These children have been born. They're already alive and they are sacrificed to these gods. Now, one thing to let you know is that the god of Molech and the god of Milcom basically the same God. And that spirit of death, that's the spirit over the United States. That same spirit back in Israel is the same spirit that's operating all over the world because abortions obviously are not just in the United States. But that same spirit of death prevails. And that same spirit is the spirit that needs to be kicked out. We as Christians have authority over these demonic spirits. It's a demonic spirit. Imagine 
these people, these people have a short memory. I mean, there they were, in Egypt, slaves. And then they were suddenly free. And then they were 40 years in the wilderness, which they didn't like. And then they were free to go into the land of Canaan. But now they're serving other gods. Jehovah? Who's he? We're going to serve these, these gods made of wood and stone. They can't speak. And so the Valley of Hinnon becomes the Valley of Slaughter, the place with the blood of the innocents. Now, the valley, just a little bit of history here, the Valley of Hinnon, and that's spelled H-I-N-N-O-M, was a deep, narrow ravine west and south of Jerusalem. At the high places of Baal in the Valley of Hinnom, parents sacrificed their children. Okay, so these are not babies in the womb. These are actually children as a burnt offering to Molech. The Valley of Hinnon later then was used as the garbage dump for the city of Jerusalem. Refuse, waste materials, dead animals were all burned there. Fires continually smoldered and smoke from the burning debris, debris rose day and night. Hinnon thus became a graphic symbol of woe and judgment and of the place of eternal punishment called hell. If we take that word Hinnom and translate it into the Greek, it becomes Gehenna, which is is used 12 times in the New Testament, 11 times by Jesus, and once by James. And they're all translated as hell. Make no mistake, Jesus is not saying that hell is on earth, like these false teachers are. And we're going we're gonna to talk about these false teachers, but there are, these false teachers talk about, well, they say there is no hell. But Jesus isn't talking about a place on the earth here where, you know, like over there in Israel where this dump was. Oh, no, there's a real, real place called hell. So the Valley of Hinnon, also called Tophet, is where child sacrifices were offered and the dead bodies were buried or consumed. Yes, eaten. Yes, yes. Shemosh, or Chemosh, was a Moabite god, and Molech was an Ammonite god, and they were worshipped at Tophet, at the Valley of Hinnon, through a practice despised by God, which was infant sacrifice. So they did infant sacrifice and child sacrifice at, in this place. And this was to these gods, Moloch, also called Milcom. You'll find that name also in the Old Testament, Milcom and Chemosh. Two kings of Judah, of the line of Judah, Ahaz, 
was also called Jehoaz, and Manasseh made their own sons pass through the fire. Now, the prophet Isaiah used Tophet as a symbol of the death and destruction God would use as judgment against the king of Syria, of Assyria. Jeremiah proclaimed that God's judgment would fall upon the people of Judah for sacrificing their infants to Baal and the burial of slaughtered Judahites at this place would be so great, Jeremiah said, that the name Tophet would be named, would be changed to the Valley of Slaughter. Jeremiah, it, Jeremiah also announced that God would make Jerusalem itself a defiled place like Tophet because of the idolatry of the city. Now, you know, those things just kind of take your breath away. You think, wow, you know, we think today things are bad, and they are. But think about what they were doing back then. Actually taking their, I, I, I don't know what's worse. Um, putting your child through, I mean, burning your child, a, a, a child that's alive, an infant that's alive, and burning that child. Can you imagine how horrific that must have been? You know, we have a lot to thank President Trump for. And I hope that you remember come 2024, lest you forget that this president was the most pro-life president we have ever had and what he went through to make sure that we got three, three Supreme Court justices who were pro-life. And because of that, thank goodness, here we are today. Believe it or not, the Democrats, the liberal left, the crazy progressives are already trying to figure out how they are going to take this Supreme Court law and tear it apart and make it like null and void. I don't know how you can do that, but they're going to try. They're, they're going to try every trick in the book. I am telling you, it is so demonic. If you haven't grasped that we are in a spiritual war, this ought to wake you up to really get it. We are in a spiritual war. Now, there was a king. So think about President Trump and all that he did to help push back against this dark side of our country, of our history, and bring life back into the picture. Well, back at the time of all of these things going on, there was a there was a good king. His name was Josiah. And Josiah restored the true worship. So we're going to read about Josiah in 2 Kings 23, 1 through 14. Now the king, that's Josiah, sent them to gather all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem to him. 
the king Josiah went up to the house of the Lord with all the men of Judah, and with him all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the priests, and the prophets, and all the people, both small and great. And he read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant, which had been found in the house of the Lord. Then the king stood by a pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to follow the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all his heart and all his soul to perform the words of this covenant that were written in this book. And all the people took a stand for the covenant. And the king commanded Hilkiah, the high priest, the priests of the second order and the doorkeepers to bring out of the temple of the Lord all the articles that were made for Baal, for Asherah, and for all the host of heaven. And he burned them outside Jerusalem in the fields of Kidron, and carried their ashes to Bethel. Then he removed the idolatrous priests, whom the kings of Judah had ordained to burn incense on the high places in the cities of Judah and in the places all around Jerusalem, and those who burned incense to Baal, burned incense to the sun, to the moon, to the constellations, and to all the host of heaven. Now imagine, imagine that the priests, the priests were just as idolatrous as the people. They were no better. And Josiah, verse 6, brought out the wooden image from the house of the Lord. Imagine they put this in the synagogue to the brook Kidron outside Jerusalem and burned it at the brook Kidron and ground it to ashes and threw its ashes on the graves of the common people. Then he tore down the ritual booths of the perverted persons that were in the house of the Lord, where the women wove hangings for this wooden image. And he brought all the priests from the cities of Judah and defiled the high places where the priests had burned incense from Gibah to Beersheba. Also, he broke down the high places at the gates, which were at the entrance of the gate of Joshua, the governor of the city, which were left to the left of the city gate. Nevertheless, the priests of the high, place, high places did not come up to the altar of the Lord in Jerusalem, but they ate unleavened bread among their brethren. And he defiled Tophet, which is in the valley of the son of Hinnon, that no man might make his son or his daughter pass through the fire to Molech. There you have it. There is the good king, Josiah, just like the good president that we had that tried to bring back some order, some semblance of of righteousness to our nation. Seriously, God has used President Trump in a magnificent way. And if I were you, I would write him a letter and thank him for what he did. Because we can rejoice today. Now, 
let's see what the scripture says about the child in the womb. Psalm 139, David writes it. Wow, he says, oh Lord, you've searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down. And you are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful. For me, it's high. I I can't attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? David says. Or where can I flee from your presence? David said, if I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, But the night shines as the day, and the darkness and the light are both alike to you. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. And I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they all were written, the days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand." You see, verse 15 and 16, when David writes, I was skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, it's a metaphor about being in his mother's womb. See, he was woven like a piece of tapestry. You and I were woven like a piece of tapestry in our mother's womb. And our little frame, our little teeny tiny frame was not hidden from God. Oh, no, he saw our substance even before it was yet formed. He knew us. He knew our name. So how is it that we think that it's okay to just take a life? Well, there are plenty of people who do think it's okay. But there are millions of Christians who have prayed and prayed and prayed for the day to come which came on June 24th. And for that, we have to thank and bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, this is Dawn Noble. You can go to www.pureheart.today to listen to this podcast again. You can certainly download the iHeart Radio app. Go to Pure Heart Ministries under podcasts and listen to this Message again anytime, 24-7, 365. 
I would love to hear from you. You can email me at dawn, D-A-W-N, at pureheart.today, all lowercase. And of course, I would appreciate you helping to support this ministry. You can send a check to Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. That's P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. I look forward to being with you next week, and I do want to wish you a terrific, exciting, happy 4th of July, because my next message will be on the 4th of July. So I just wanted to wish you a happy 4th of July ahead of time. Well, this is Don Noble. I'm looking forward to talking with you again next week. Shalom, shalom, peace. Be unto you.